If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. The friend zone. I'm in the zone. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did that. Now, <laughs> what? That's right. So let me let me give you a little background. Let me oh give you the background. God. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask that you see with your mind's eye Uh-oh. as I explain to you the clip that I just played. So most people know it as what I'm about to describe it to you, uh, which is uh, the fallout after Portia Williams uh, uh, during the season six Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion part one got into a physical altercation with Kenya Moore, grabbing Kenya Moore's hair and dragging her down to the ground. Oh. Portia kind of had like yes. blacked out afterward and she was just, you know, having an episode and she yes. was just talking. You know how it is sometimes your adrenaline is rushing so high. Mm-hmm. And she said, I cannot believe I did that. I cannot believe I did that. And she said, <laughs> I have embarrassed myself. That's what she said. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did that. I have embarrassed Subtitles. myself. Aww. Now that's black history. In one way, right? Because it is such a monumental, it's the first physical altercation on the Real Housewives franchise of Atlanta, that is. Um, the first time things have really crossed the line and gone that far, the uh, first uh, reunion physical altercation. It was just a, a lot of firsts in that moment. That's what y'all heard, and that's what it is. But in my mind, I hear none other than Tessica Brown. Now, are we aware who Tessica Brown is? Yes, okay? we are aware of who that's Tessica right. Brown is, now, Lord. If anybody could say, I cannot believe I did that, I cannot believe I did that, I have embarrassed myself. I believe that's an applicable quote to Miss Tesca Brown, okay? <laughs> now, the glue is out, all right? We didn't play with oh the kid gloves God. on while it was a problem, and we was worried about you, sister. Sister, my sister, okay? <laughs> we was worried about your concerns, sister, but the glue is out. Tesca's hair is washed. <laughs> And, and back in stride again. So I think it's time that we can laugh. In the words of Cardi B in her new Hot 100 number two single, if it's up, then it's stuck. Now, we stuck it out with you, Tesca. Okay? We're going we're gonna to stick to the facts, okay? We're going to keep it together over here, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> That's it. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna go too far with it. I'm not gonna make no personal attacks. You know what I mean? Um, I don't really want nothing stuck up her ass. All I'm saying is, 
<laughs> she cannot believe she did that. She cannot believe she did that. She have embarrassed herself. And with that being said and understood, God bless you, Tesca. Stay out the Gorilla Glue. Uh, and welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, <laughs> and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a head full of Gorilla Glue? <laughs> I know, I don't. <laughs> Hey, friend, how you doing? You know what was my favorite part? After her surgery, the first thing she said was that she had to get her hair done. (laughs) Because she had a date for Valentine's Day. And all you heard was her her hair follicles and scalp. (laughs) The same wound, Tessica. (laughs) The same wound. (laughs) Again. Um. I hate it here. (laughs) How are you guys doing? (laughs) <laughs> better than Gorilla Glue before and after the glue. Well, hopefully Hello. she's doing better than me. I'm glad she got the glue out and we can yeah, stop I'm debating it. Cause All right, she so needs to quit being so hard-headed. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying. She's trying. Tesca, hard-headed-ass brown. That's, that's what she is. <laughs> and she got a little money, too, from her GoFundMe. I was not mad at that. Hell yeah. People were that's mad because they were like, you know, we're rewarding her for dumb behavior. But I'm like, whatever. I mean, you know, who cares? Many, many, uh, like the Kardashians. Ain't it was a, thing. a trauma. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Hot but take. I don't white Go people ahead, always, white people always do those like ridiculous GoFundMe's, and then they like contribute to it to piss us off so the fact that she put up a gofundme and people want to contribute i felt like well shit go as hard as you want to like the girl's gonna and if somebody's and if somebody wants to pay then you know who are go we as hard as you want to who i seen we? an article saying she was donating the money i will say that. i did see that oh, wait, too wait, wait, see, see. but why wash too. the hair why wash it out y'all you got to think about the advantages she could have had in life you know what i'm saying bitch no. could have just hopped on a motorcycle Hell for the rest no. of her life <laughs> and just took off riding man a built-in helmet right a bicycle no problem you know what i'm saying go skydiving just put on the jumpsuit that's it she don't need no helmet (laughs) bitch got a built-in helmet for the rest of her life dustin she would have had no scout by the end of the year none yeah well you know what i was terrified it would have been protected (laughs) (laughs) thinking about them chemicals penetrating them follicles and going into the head so you know there's a whole lot of things to risk there Mm, we, was just, we were just roots. talking last week about our heads being hacked, and this is a whole mm-hmm. different... Mm-hmm. There you go, right here. There you go. She had a whole new career with Elon Musk. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Crash testing vehicles and shit. Boom! Don't matter. She could just hit her head on shit. She'd be all right. No. I love it, man. No. So you miss your calling. Speaking of home essentials, <laughs> like Gorilla Glue, I have this week's Black Business... So you guys know that I mean it was a great segue I had to take it. So you guys know the website We Buy Black? Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. a great hub for black businesses. So yep. webuyblack.com has a make the switch bundle of home essentials that they're currently selling for $45 and it's basically a bundle of black owned basic home essentials that includes the coral oral toothbrushes it's a set of four medium bristle toothbrushes um natural high i love that name natural high but it's spelled h (laughs) but it's spelled h-i-y-y um natural Hmm. high dish soap um sawa's kitchen trash bags it's 40 in the box made to fit most 13 gallon trash cans um, and True Laundry Detergent, which is, I've been using that for a couple months now, and I really, really love it. 
Um, they it comes in a smart pouch that's eco friendly. It has okay. a measuring cup and it washes up to a hundred and one loads. Um, and then you also I put about three cups in my shit. <laughs> Everybody Y'all know how does overpour. You know, every just, time I yeah. look and it says to put like a third of what we normally use, I'm like, no, no, please. I'm gonna put three times more just because you said that. You know what I'm saying? Durability. <laughs> like, I want the scent. Go ahead, friend. <laughs> and then lastly, you're getting the Ujama lighting, which is sixty watt bulbs so think about this you're Ain't getting that one of the quans a day it sure is you're, yep. get, you're getting light bulbs toothbrushes dish soap trash bags and laundry detergent in a bundle box all black owned for 45 dollars. and i know most people want to start swapping out their home essentials and everyday mm-hmm. products for black owned products and i think this is a good way to test them out see mm-hmm. if you like the brand and if you do Boom. Now you have a black owned light bulb in your house. All right. So to check this out, you go to I'm going to uh, say the the link because it's I know some of y'all be mad at me because I take long to post it on the friend zone Twitter. <laughs> and then by the time y'all click it, it's sold the fuck out. So I'm going to do y'all the solid and spell it out for those of you who have a pen handy. It's WBBTOO.com slash products slash five dash home dash essentials dash bundle that's the website it takes you straight to the purchasing link and that's where you'll get your five black owned basic home essentials via we buy black.com and that's this week's black business i have to say friend i must say that was a very 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 black business especially for black history month can you get any blacker than that (laughs) i mean i love we buy black you know they show a lot of love this makes me miss new orleans essence festival but uh be around there they just be in there showing love to everybody so shout out to we buy black they do such amazing important work for the community you know who else be across across from the booth (laughs) i already know what you're gonna say and don't you even Bernadette do it. Bernadette Stanis. <laughs> in front of her booth at the Essence Fest. She got a hype man, like an MC. Every literally. year, too. Loki, that's a job Bernadette to aspire Stannis. to. Thelma, from Good Time. You want to talk about that's visibility? That's a job to aspire that's to. What, that's how it looked. She, put, she was on set and she said, damn it, it's going to mean something for the rest of her life. <laughs> she literally, Bernadette Stanis, Thelma. From good time. Was it, she our, nice was it our tent across from hers that last yes. year we yep. went with the merch? Yes. <laughs> yes, and that's why we kept hearing it, and they just kept saying it. And, 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 the, and quiet as it's, as it's kept, her line was longer. She was wrapped around the damn whole convention center all weekend long. All she, weekend long. She has a great team, and she is great too, because the way that they all took part in moving there and how she would make the speech once every you know, 15, 20 minutes yeah, for everybody to take the group. I loved it. It was amazing. And her, her hype when it was really a woman and she she had on a little limo driver outfit remember Stop she had them, them black pants with them little pointed cowboy half heel boots and that little cap <laughs> little little page boy cap limo driving ass i said no. look at her bernadette Stannis. Oh, oh, good time. <laughs> so before we jump into the recap segment does either one of you have an announcement you'd like to share no Oh no! Sorry, I, was, I don't know where I went in that one moment, but no, not yet. <laughs> okay. I hope so. Do I? Will I have one in the next week or two? I hope so. Like <laughs> <laughs> Kodak Black said. I don't know why I will forever find that so damn funny. 
sitting in a goddamn ski mask. Remember that? Yeah. He had that ski mask on his face on the Breakfast Club, and they asked him, "Will it happen to?" I hope so. <laughs> Where's little gold teeth? <laughs> Right. <laughs> looking like I still do fraud. Literally looking like he still do fraud Look, with like, a ski mask on his face. Speak, I hope so. Speaking of still do fraud, so last week's episode <laughs> <laughs> titled Sarah Rivera. I'm not saying Sarah does fraud. We no, love you. no, no. We love you, girl. Man, that's when I don't want you to say your name. If he is doing fraud, don't say your real name, girl. <laughs> oh Sarah Johnson. Okay. Did you see her uh, her IG story? She was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> her friends don't name that episode after me. Shout out to you, Sarah. Can you imagine watching that come up on your feed? That is so damn funny. These are the moments. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. So last week's episode was an Asante takeover, and he took us down the obsolete tech memory lane and made us feel old as fuck. So as always, those of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? Well, listen, before I go, who stood out to me? The goal wasn't to make you feel old, okay? Oh, but it did. It was to show you how they turn that old into the new. Now, if that means that you ain't with that new, then I suggest you get on eBay and try to get as much of that old as you can. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) The Neuralink is going to make some things obsolete. But to answer your question, or to answer the segment, I would like to pick on Megan on the SoundCloud comments here. Megan's comment says, those overhead projectors triggered my ASMR before I knew what ASMR was. The teacher writing and erasing on those triggered it for some reason. Oh, yeah. Did y'all were, I like when she said that I thought about all them times they would put the that paper on and like that squeak that like bitch if you don't take that damn thing off and write it first and then put it back up there I hated that and don't let it be math or science and they'd be like a pie chart and they try to squiggle some shit out and all years like, and then they'd have the, the little um like the microfiber cloth to wipe it down <laughs> and then like start writing again wow y'all yes. are pulling some deep memories with this one Everything about the overhead was just so like old school to me. So I was like, I had to make sure I put that on the list because thinking about like rolling that big ass cart, the noise that it made, watching the dust particles fly by on it. The and dust could... particles <sighs> under the, the bulb. <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't know if this person listened to our episode or if it was just a coincidence because you know the mystic zone is always striking. Striking. That there was a, a tweet that went viral a couple of days ago and the person was saying like, do y'all remember this? And it was the freaking projector. The overhead, yes. the overhead projector. And it was like the big uh, stereo with the glass door that you have to press. And then somebody, uh, obviously a bunch of our listeners were like, somebody was listening to the friend zone. <laughs> That's right. Call it like you motherfucking see it. Thank you. Shout out to the, the, the listeners. Okay. It's for speaking up and speaking out because we know that we've been the victim of theft several times at the hands of several very powerful outlets and people Mm -hmm. which is fine because we love to inspire hell we be inspired but just know we know okay (laughs) what about you friend what did you find over there so the kids be rich on soundcloud said hey y'all love the show another good productive hack is using study with me or work with me youtube videos it can be quiet or some have light lo-fi music they use the pomodoro technique 25 minute working and then a black screen appears when you're supposed to be taking a break it helps mm. if you're a person <laughs> the like black people screen would be on break <laughs> 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 no, you didn't. We don't break. We break. Okay. 
He said it helps if you're a person like me that misses doing work in the in the cafes and coffee shops around town. I like seeing someone else working with me, especially during isolation. And the videos can be as long as two hours. You know what's funny? I went and looked this up because I was like, what do you mean they study with you? And it's true. It's literally someone just sitting there studying and filming it. And so you feel like you're not alone. You know how sometimes you study better when someone is sitting next to you also doing work or you you, you find yourself oh, yeah. more... Pre- <laughs> <laughs> Do I? <laughs> you find yourself more productive. Be paying attention. <laughs> oh my God. Looking. I don't break eye contact. <laughs> so I, I got curious and... <laughs> That's what happened to us all. Don't feel bad for years. They tried to make us feel bad for a natural desire. Don't feel bad, friend. It's a part of life. The past the bloom of you. Don't, don't worry about it. Friend. And I had to do some work, so I let it play on the TV. And it was funny because my partner walked in and was like, okay. <laughs> Who is that girl? I better get in when you finish. <laughs> That's that's what you better say when you see that going on. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dustin, what you find in the Twitter streets? <laughs> um <clears throat> Well, uh I would like to say that I found a few tweets this week that I like. Number one, I want to give a shout out to well, the motherfucker said Ronald Isley, but that's not his name. He just got Ronald Isley on the thing. No. His name is at Yo-Yo Trav, Y-O-Y-O-T-R-A-V. Who said, Ari Lennox is working on new music with Jonte Austin, Brian Michael Cox, and Jermaine Dupree. Her what? second will be a problem. Yeah, and it's accompanied by a photograph from her Instagram stories oh, where she shit. was absolutely in the studio with Brian Michael Cox, Jonte Austin, and Jermaine Dupree. Now... When you so that's the tweet. That's it. That's the tweet. That's it. <laughs> but, but but when you cut when you uh couple that with the fact that she was also just in the studio with who? None other than Missy the fuck Elliot. Whoa. I'll say, and then you you add to that, okay, we're making Ari Lennox gumbo here. You add to that the fact that that first album wasn't nothing to play with. None of them singles have been Already. nothing to play with from the beginning. So yes, that second album is about to be nasty and I can't wait. Um, wow shout out to Ari we need to bring her back on the show her life has changed so much since the first time we had her on I would love to have her come back on absolutely Um, I also want to (laughs) give I'll just do two tweets not you know no biggie no big deal I also want to give a uh, shout out to Claudius at X C-L-A-U-D-I-S who said nah imagine dying and this is playing in the background laughing my ass off so this tweet is attached to a video of some woman randomly singing We Belong Together by Mariah Carey, <laughs> like doing karaoke, and she sounds awful, right? Mm, In fact, damn. let's play the clip right here. I didn't mean it when I said I didn't love you so. I should have held you tight, I never should have let you go. I didn't know nothing, I was stupid, I was foolish, I was lying to myself. I could not fathom that would ever be without your love. Never imagine a- So now. What makes that so funny is that in the video, 
there is literally someone on a stretcher being wheeled out into <laughs> into the back of an ambulance while this lady is just randomly singing. You can see no, the person the jokes and the, right the themselves. <laughs> you oh can see God. you can see the person and the ambulance staff. You know the paramedics pushing the motherfucker in the back of the ambulance <laughs> while somebody is butchering. We well belong played. together. Right there. And oh just imagine God. being on that stretcher. And I didn't thought about it often. Like, damn, I wonder what's going to be going on when I really, you know, when I take that last elevator ride upstairs. Um, I've been thinking about that. And just I can't imagine being on that stretcher and hearing somebody singing those words. Okay. I didn't. I couldn't and imagine then going that viral. ever be here by myself. Yeah. And then going like, viral. So, yeah, I just thought that was funny. That's all. Yo, that reminds me very, very quickly and randomly. There was an episode of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and y'all know Mm -hmm. Titus on there. He was always doing his shit. Titus had to sing at a funeral, (laughs) and he was singing a Boys to Men song. Why this nigga just busted out singing I'll make love to you in the middle of the funeral <laughs> like, like he started to sing it And then when he realized what he was singing He kind of stopped And then he was like you know what And he just started going ham Because that nigga could sing his ass off It was hilarious <laughs> Remember Amazing. that video that went viral Of that girl singing Seven Days at that funeral Remember that black girl started singing Seven Days by Mary J. Blige at that funeral Did she have glasses? Had to make her stop. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Remember, and they had they had to literally make her shut up singing. They had to come up there and cut her off. She had got to the second verse, the whole first verse and chorus at a goddamn funeral. I love Mary J. Blige more than anybody on this earth. Y'all know that. But Seven Days ain't really the song I want to, you know, be taking me out of here, you know. Anyway, that's just this. Shit be happening at funerals, y'all. Crazy Oh, shit. my God. Ooh. And now with these Zoom funerals. Mm. Right. We, we started locking our our Zoom rooms when we record Friend Zone because I was telling the guys <laughs> that I was watching a show where they were having a Zoom funeral. And apparently there's <laughs> these like Zoom attacks happening where people just <laughs> jump into your Zoom if it's open and just start twerking naked. <laughs> and they did that during somebody's grandpa's funeral. Oh, damn. That is they not... Did that on- Food. When that quarantine cool. first started, um, Dr. Heavenly from Married to Medicine used to go live on Instagram every day at noon. Oh, she really built a huge following. And so I remember one time they had she was live and somebody was sucking dick. <gasps> it was like a penis or All whatever. Somebody had flat. And you know how Dr. Heavenly's voice, she's like, ah, 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 oh, ah, ah. Say, no, uh-uh. Ain't gonna do that. Uh-uh. No. Like, man, she started, you know, immediately. It was so funny. Love that shocked. heavenly. Mm. That's yeah, why she's... I've wanted to do that thing where people jump on live, like, with their mm-hmm. supporters and just hang out. But y'all mm-hmm. play too much. Right. Y'all play too damn much. And see, people know I'm, I like to laugh. And, so they're you know, gonna I, make I'm you laugh. I'm a good sport. So I think that they would try me like that, you know? <laughs> And I'll be then. They be then saw the other side, okay? The blind, the blind side. Don't make me Sandra Bullock, your motherfucking ass, okay? Wow. <laughs> I do want to do a live. Um, I was telling Kia. Shout out to Kia of getting hey, grown. Kia girl. Kia they be girl. doing the best lives. Her and um, Jay. so good. They do these um, lives where they put makeup on. And mm-hmm. because I don't know how to put makeup on and I don't even own makeup, I literally just be having Vaseline for my lips. Um, <laughs> just another girl on the IIT. Just another girl. <laughs> <laughs> and Kia wants to help a sister out. So we came up with the cute idea that we're going to do a live with her teaching me. I just have to get all the stuff. 
Yeah. That's going to be so dope. And then I'm going to follow her guidance. What's your Fenty mm-hmm. number, girl? Right. I couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she's getting me together with all the products, you know, making sure I have the right foundation color because mama's a little light. I haven't mm-hmm. been outside. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's a little pasty. We all, we all, everybody need, we need a tan. Oh my God. Tan. So badly. I cannot wait to just lay and fry in the sun. It's been such yeah. a long time. I just time. don't want to start looking gray. You know, motherfucker don't go I outside. Feel like I look stay gray. in the house long, you start looking gray. I feel like I look gray. So once you she helps me sun. get it together, then, you know, it'll be nice to, because at least I'm not a makeup person, but I at least want to know how to do a basic look if I need it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like the other day, I, I had to be on camera, and I I definitely hired someone because I was like, I'm not gonna pop yeah. up on camera mm-hmm. with eyebrows and Vaseline. Like I know better. <laughs> not for nothing, but if y'all do the zooms like for the birthdays and stuff, and do the makeup, I'll come through for that. Cause you know Nikki, you know she be doing it up too, and y'all Ooh, just shout hilarious. out to Nikki. Love you, Nikki. Love you. Oh, Nikki. you know what? Now that you say Nikki. Our hearts are out for everyone in Texas. Oh, yes, yes, Lord. Yes. She's been going through it. She was telling us earlier today that her house is literally 30 degrees because they haven't had any electricity or water for over 24 hours. No. Oh, my God. And the inside of her house feels like outside. Oh, Oof. my God. So I'm sorry to those of you who are experiencing this currently. Um, I wish there was something we could do to help. I was, you know hitting on my texas folks like what can we do on our end but obviously like there's not much we can do because it's a government issue with them needing to fix the power grids but hopefully that happens soon same with the did y'all see the video of the the car pile up in the on the highway yes yes surreal surreal i've never seen anything like that um they got hit hard and this is a lot for texas they are not prepared to deal with this sort of inclement weather whatsoever so yeah prayers up man Pray, prayers up for carrie too in houston carrie you know what I'm saying? yeah yeah have you checked in with carrie well i've been keeping up with all his posts and stuff yeah you know? so i, I oh, know where carrie, he's at we with love stuff. you yeah. hope you and yeah, your family definitely. okay damn this is wild times i mean damn. even the snow with us has been bananas y'all know <laughs> y'all know i have had a wang dang doodle as xd would say with this apartment and not in a fun way, just all the issues. It's so funny, too, because, you know, you bust your ass, you work hard, you're finally out the projects, you know, you're making your six figures, you're sustained, doing everything right. You move into what you feel is like the next level up for you. And these buildings are made of fucking paper. Mm-hmm. Like they're I'm beautiful. T- New York is some bull, man. Oh my I, god! Like you know, I'm not moving again until August, so I've been looking now. Like I'm mm-hmm. manifesting now, so I can just be ready. And I can't mm-hmm. find like regular, like standard. I feel like viable things for a person that is work to just you know take care of business all around so they can just be set with for their place but i can't find just a standard place with like good sound good good anything like good space in a bathroom like everything is so meticulous here like i don't know what it is about new york it's making me want to leave i mean it's so frustrating and then the crazy part is outside of me not realizing that when you live in a nice place like this it's still shitty yeah. Then you have the shitty New York management companies. Yeah. Who literally don't do 
anything and they leave you to your own devices i i don't i think and i lie to you and lie to you tell you they're on the way or you know yeah. i think i shared on the podcast that um a woman got into a you know a woman that is homeless not politically correct because i know now oh it's houseless that's what you have to say now so a houseless woman was on my terrace I don't know if I shared that on the show. I know I told you guys, but yeah. I was cooking. I look over and there's someone on my terrace. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Like, and you know, when I went out there, she, you know, left. She didn't mean no harm, but I called my management and they said, there's nothing they can do about that. <laughs> okay. That literally told me, on the first ne- right? the told me to call the police. Then y'all remember the issues I had with the flooding, uh, mm-hmm. last January of last year. Then now we had we've had some crazy thunderstorms, not thunder, snowstorms, excuse me, that have been like back to back. Like I feel like it was like a week straight of snowing. And one of my windows, the hinge like bent because of the wind, which it was really crazy wind. But I mean, come on, bro. Like what kind of window is this that the shit would bend like? And when I called them. The lady's like, oh, well, you'd have to call a window repair because we, what would we do? What Fix you, it. Like, you're the, the fuck you main, mean, what would we do? You're literally maintenance. What are you telling me right now? There's no excuse for that. That's literally bad business. And it's, it's not okay for them to have that sort of inaction. You need to do something and come up with a plan. That's what. That's literally the purpose of you sitting in that seat and answering that damn phone. That's the point, and we pay so much rent. How we, insulting and how rude to even say that to somebody. Well, what are we supposed to do? You need yeah, to call them. Yeah, she literally no, was bitch. like, well, you, you call them. It sounds like you need a window repair service. Okay, well, is that not your job to facilitate that? Is that so not why you're coming? maintenance? <laughs> right. And then she comes to the, my apartment the next day and I really, y'all know me, I'm generally mm-hmm. like chill and, and mm-hmm. I like went off on her because I was like, Good living friend. here has been a fucking nightmare. I was like, it's an issue every time, whether it's electrician, you know, something with the window, flooding, people on the terrace. I'm like, what the hell? Like, do y'all right. do y'all do anything? And she was, you know... White women, they do that thing where they feel like, oh, you're yelling at me. <laughs> like, oh, my sure God. Sure am. Sure am. I am. <laughs> and it was That's pissing me tell. off because it's like, you should know the hell I've been through because right. you haven't been doing anything about it. Like, you know firsthand. And then she's trying to tell me, oh, it's just me for so many buildings and I'm trying the best I can, but I'm only one person. Okay, is that my problem? Right. That they have no one, one person working from, and then she tried to tell me about a couple of like higher end buildings that she works with in Manhattan, and was I'm like, is that supposed to make me feel better that people that pay ten thousand dollars in rent are, you know, in shitty apartments? Like, that, like makes I, me, that's that makes me want to punch you in your face even more, ma'am. You like, know, that she, <laughs> she literally said it as if like I was supposed to feel better. Like, there are people no. that pay more than you that are dealing with worse. And I was like, okay. You about to make me leave New York in August. Because I hate the fact that... And I didn't want to complain. Because, you know, I had I complained so much about the last place. So I was so happy to be over and be done. I was trying not to complain about this new place. But it's like... 
it, the same worse i can't even really tell because some days they just gaslight me so much i'm like all right well i don't want to play with y'all so you know what we won't fix it. this issue won't right. be fixed i'll just sit here feeling crazy fine and that's like, the part that i hate there are a lot of things that you just leave as is because you don't want to deal with the back and forth and the lying about when they're coming to fix it the and then and then my best friend who who bought her house in San Francisco, she's having a similar issue. But with her, it's like even crazier because she owns this place. And when oh my you God. and even when, when you own. and when you buy a house, they're supposed to give you like this packet that's like a rundown of all the things that are wrong with the house, so that you're aware. And that way, you yeah. know, you don't yeah. go into buying it blind to the fact that it has mold or it needs a new HVAC or cracks in the wall, or whatever the hell. Um, and hers was full of lies. <laughs> because now she's finding out, it seems like every month or every other month, she's finding out a new issue that she has to pay ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 for to get fixed. Sound like a lawsuit to me. It's just, a, it's like, you know, like I said, you work hard to be able to live well. The apartments are still shitty. You work hard to be able to buy a place so you don't have to deal with renting and management. The houses are still shitty. It's like, this shit <laughs> feels like the game is rigged. I'm in the zone. But, you know, praying for all of us. Really, just really quickly, lastly, my management, first of all, they don't manage a lot of buildings. And I made sure I said that to them the last time I read them about something. But one of the issues the that last I, time I read them about something. Yeah, because I have to it's always <laughs> something to, here. You've been reading the management Hell office. Yeah. So what you be, what kind of shit you be saying that it was like, like the fact, And another motherfucking thing. <laughs> look, look, my window don't open right. I'm glad I'm glad you caught that because you know I don't do like I don't act as goofy as I used to act, but I be queening the fuck out on them just so they understand how severe it is that I need whatever the fuck I need. I don't get, get my smart. mail. I don't get my mail delivered to me properly. There's a mailbox outside and it's broken. Instead of them getting it fixed, well, first of all, USPS asked, they just leave it in the hallway. <laughs> like for the longest, they were leaving it in those open boxes. So it was literally just flying out the box and falling on the ground and being trashed. Now they just leave it on the floor in the hallway. So I, I told the management, I was like, y'all need to contact the USPS to get the mailbox fixed. They didn't do it. So they were like, oh, well, in the meantime, we'll get a mail organizer. The mail organizer was a little like nightstand thing with one drawer for the fucking six units in this building. And then they never and that shit took the three or four months that they could have called the USPS to get the mailbox fixed. And they still haven't got the mailbox fixed. And they just got this shit. All my mail is always on the floor. I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. So mm -mm. I'm just going to reroute my mail. I got me a PO box and I'm just going to start going somewhere to get my mail. And it's annoying. And don't get started and, and, on the packages being stolen. When I tell you, I will see. <laughs> I'll bring that shit to your door. Basically, like I will. You know how you know how Jim Jones does those videos where he, when it snows outside, he be tapping, <laughs> tapping his foot on the side. That's how I'll be standing outside that mailbox if my shit is on the floor. Because if you think I'm gonna pay as much money as we pay in rent Listen. every month to go pick my mail up off the damn floor during the pandemic on the first floor where it's high foot traffic, where you got me fuck. I will. I will be. I will. I will be, what's that song? Right here waiting for you. Wherever you go, whatever, I will be right here waiting for you. Right there, waiting on the mailman, waiting. <laughs> and I will snatch that mail right out of his hand, okay? I'm the one that'll like, they came, first of all, they're supposed to bring me a new washer and dryer any day now since November, but that's another conversation. Since Ooh. November. Right? It so is the about same, to be March. Yeah, the uh, the the um, the uh, super came to change some light bulbs in my ceiling or whatever, 
And I, when he opened the door, I was like, huh, well, they sent the best. He started laughing, <laughs> right? And so that made me laugh. Because I was trying, I actually do like him, but I was trying to be mean because I feel like they overlooking my request. And so, <laughs> but when he started laughing, I was like, damn, I forgot we is cool. So I just laughed. And that's, I'm probably too passive about it. That's probably what it is. You? <laughs> but, but how he going to start laughing? I was, mind you, I had a scowl. I was mad as fuck. You know what I'm saying? I was like, they sent the best. This one, <laughs> he gonna start laughing. He, he's got that look before. That's why. I, <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" But wait, did I tell you about the Uber Eats uh, person the other day? No. Oh God! Don't tell me you got into it with Uber Eats. So you know. So Eric had sent me some breakfast or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Sent me the message like, you know foods on the way whatever so i'm like oh how how sweet how kind so i'm in a good place you know what i mean i'm you know feeling good i was already clean up i went to the gym that morning fuckery you know awaits yeah i'm like you know what i'm saying i'm feeling good you know so the food finally comes um and act naturally the alert that the food was almost there had went to eric's phone not mine right. you know what i'm saying so eric called me like they outside whatever so that he pressed my buzzer i let him up as he's coming up the stairs, I hear somebody talking shit, like loud, like yelling what? and screaming or whatever. Like, but I got up here, the door couldn't even be open. You can't even have the door open or whatever. So then the door opened, okay? And I've, I've gotten probably two or three Uber Eats uh, drivers who have just lost their minds. It's just for some, I don't know what's going <laughs> on. It's the weather, something. For it's, real everything. Mm-hmm. it's everything. So I open the door. Long story short, this guy is yelling and screaming. He had hung my bag on my doorknob. And what? When I opened the door after I heard what he said, you know, I, he had me fucked up. So I opened the door like, what the fuck you just said? And he was <laughs> like, um, well, you couldn't have had the door. I pressed the buzzer four times. I'm like, the buzzer rang one fucking time. And I don't give a fuck how many times you had to press the buzzer. You press it till your ass get in the door. <laughs> That's what you do. Well, what the fuck? I, uh, da, 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 whatever. What? And, um, like, you can't even say thank you. I said, say thank you. I was like, what I can say is, and then I put another word in the blank instead of thank before you. I put another word that has a K <laughs> on the end right before that. So at this no. point, we straight up arguing, right? Mm-hmm. And then I realized I'm in my damn house and he's in my building outside of my door arguing with me. And I just felt like at that point, the whole floor and staircase I had ownership and agency over. So I went on outside the other side of my door and let his ass know, like, you know what I let him know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, then he starts going on the stairs talking shit. And um, he like, you know, you, uh, your ass at home. It's cold outside. Blah, blah, blah. I said, well, get you another motherfucking job. I'd rather be at work than at home like your ass. Mind you, I'm inside writing a whole show. I'm like, uh, so I'm working. He just don't know. And at that point, I just knew, like, you know what? Let me just on a step out of this because I already know better than to be doing this anyway. Like, I'm not going to keep arguing. I'm more mature than that. Psych, that's what my mind was telling me to do. You know, I stood there and leaned (laughs) over the rail and cussed his motherfucking ass all the way back down the steps and out that door. I couldn't believe it. I called Eric like, report him right now. I would like to know if off. anybody out there listening does those deliveries. And what's a good tip for you to bring your ass up the stairs? Because I tip with you coming up the stairs in mind, like, because I'm not coming down the stairs. And I know I live up a walk up and I know it's cold outside. So I do try to be mindful. 
I mean, I mean, in their defense, a walk up, that's frustrating. No, 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 no. What I was going to say was I get I can understand if you don't want to bring your ass up the stairs. But right. if you see an eight, ten, twelve dollar tip on something cheap sometimes. Right. You you should. I mean, I be feeling like, you know, this means you come up the stairs. Right. Because there be times I tip four dollars and I'm waiting down the lobby and old girl will be, you know, at the thing typing in the door code to come inside. And I be, oh, well, I don't have to be down here. But, you know, I'll be down there waiting because I get that, you know, your ass might be double parked or you ain't trying to leave your car but right. i feel well, like for the most part their bike downstairs which yeah, i understand yeah so i'll be trying to be understanding See, this, that. i have a hard time with that because these are assumptions that you take when you buy into to providing a service or or um functioning in that capacity you know what i'm saying as a driver right. now we've yeah. had several conversations on this show about how i and y'all know from personal experience with me i don't fuck around i tip good yeah because i understand what that means and i'm grateful for the help i'm Hell grateful yeah. to be able to order the food and have it delivered to me mm-hmm. i'm grateful for the hands that made it i'm grateful to you for bringing it to me and i reflect that in my tip and I reflect the fact that you have to come up some steps to get to my apartment mm-hmm. in my tip. I think about those things. I think about the weather outside, especially in rain and snow and wind. Hell, anything that will make their job more difficult. Right. I reflect that in my contribution to them for providing that service. So what you're and not going to do is look, expect me to do shit to make it easier for you to do that. No, I'm not coming downstairs. That's why I gave you more. No, I'm not doing X, Y, Z. That's why I gave you more. And right. you know that. So don't, and, and and that's my choice to do that. It's not a responsibility. So how dare you try to act as if you expect certain shit from me. I'm, I'm, I'm not a difficult customer by any means in any scenario. I go out of my way to be easy to deal with. The problem because I, is, I like the kind of service I get when I'm easy to deal with. Mm-hmm. Well, People you, you will know work the, harder and do a better job for you if you're an easy person to do the job for. And I understand that. So when situations like this come up, I'm not holding back. <laughs> I just feel like there's... There has to be some way for us to know, like, why people do act the way that. But I was going to say initially, like, I get that when you sign up for DoorDash or whatever, you really don't have to have any previous experience in anything. Like, the only reason that I'm considering the driver is because I worked in customer service. I know what it's like to be on that end. So I personally am literally trying, like, I'm I'm not saying people should, but my ass is literally trying to go out my way to make this shit easier for you because you got my damn food. So when people be having the attitude and doing the craziest stuff, I'm, I'm so lost. Like a man, you know how you're supposed to text within the app or the, the app like does another phone number. This man texts me from a side number or something. I don't even know how he did it. I guess, I don't know how he did it because he was still texting me after the order was completed, which pissed me what? off. What? He delivered the wrong order. And then when he finally came back, he gave me two orders or something. Mind you, by the time I finally got my food, I wasn't even hungry no more. So I put it down somewhere. I looked down and I got a text from him talking about, you could have at least told me I gave you extra, bro. And I was like... I'm sitting here. I was really sitting there looking crazy. Like, I don't even know what who this is or what they're talking about. And then I realized later it was the food. And then <laughs> I'm like, were you going to return it? Like, what? I don't understand. But shout out to the listeners. A couple of listeners have dropped out food to me because they text me. And they were like, are you that? And I'm like, yes, please don't. And they're like, well, love the show. I'm like, thanks. So, oh, my God. Really? Yes. That's cool. That's, yeah, I don't that, think that's ever happened to me. And I always wonder, too, when people come into the house, especially if it's like weird. a young girl. She's like, hey, friend. But they never have never had it happen. Right. Maybe they probably don't say it but because I, I know it's probably weird for some people but the last couple people that have done it have been really really cool about it so i was like cool and hopefully they can <laughs> attest to the fact that i you know tipped and i was easy too Word so it's like 
because I, I legit just like to get my i like shit to be easy like i just want the delivery to be seamless i don't want you calling me a bunch of times that's why I, that's why i put in the notes usually i'm like this is the door or this is the door that you ring in and sometimes i won't look at the phone because if i've tipped you 15 dollars and i've told you what uh what door you're coming to <laughs> i don't have to look at my phone so when you leave the excuse uh could not because i've told people before they'd be like oh i'm not coming up the stairs and I'm like, well, I tipped you twenty dollars, so if you want to take it back, you can take it back. I'll just have them give me my uh, money back, and then y'all. That can happened to me the other day. We, me and the dude, had to call your bluff ass game because I do it every time. Because <laughs> I he, do it every time. He, but listen to how he talked to me, y'all. So the phone rings, and as soon as I answer, he goes, "I ain't even gonna hold you. I don't no. go." <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm already sitting up. I didn't even know who it was because you know how the number is just a random number. So yeah. I was, I'm like, who is talking to me like this? He was like, I ain't even gonna hold you, yo. I don't go in the building. So if you want your food, you are gonna have to come downstairs. And I was like, wow, like no. I said to him, I literally paid you extra because I ordered food so I wouldn't have to leave my house. Literally, the point, and I make sure to pay you well. So that, you know, I'm not one of those people that's going to tip you two, three bucks right, and then, no, you know, have no. you go out your way. Because I do understand it's dangerous. It's New York. It's a building you don't know. You know, he did have a bike. He didn't want to leave it downstairs. I get it. But there's an elevator. I told him, you can come with your bike. Like, bring it in. And he yeah. was like, he was like, no. And I said, well, then I don't know what we're going to do. And he said, <laughs> I, and he said, I don't know either. And we both hung up. And then he, and I waited. And then I heard the intercom buzz. <laughs> That's right. And when he came Period. up, he tried to have an attitude, but then he saw me and he was like, have a good day, miss. I was like, oh, right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's right. When I, when I saw him all mean in the intercom, like the little camera, he looked mean. Like he was ready to let me have it, probably throw food at my face. And then when the thing opened, he was like, have a good day, miss. <laughs> <laughs> I like looked at him. That's I didn't right. say shit. I just closed the okay. door. <laughs> you close. You mean you close the elevator door? Well, I no, closed the elevator. Because <laughs> that's what really had to get him to. You know, the, the door side in front. You're a vision. I like, think it was a combination of the door, and then he was exactly. like, "Oh shit, the fuck going on here?" Right. <laughs> so, well, I don't know what we gonna do. <laughs> I, li- I said, "I don't know what we gonna do." And he was like, "I don't either." <laughs> and we both hung up. I felt like I was in a relationship with him. We was fighting. Like. <laughs> Look, it over sucks. food, over just like food. you do in a relationship. You it's know? Yeah. because I think Domino's or somebody, they got it to where they be telling you straight up, like, we don't come in. But, like, other places, when I do DoorDash and stuff, they literally give you the option, deliver to door. So when That's the driver what I'm does saying. that, You're I'm clicking always it. just and so And if floored. you accepted my order, that means you saw exactly you know what, what I ticked off. Front. Right. Right, because back to what Dustin was saying before, like, this was the agreement. Like, I am hungry. You are literally going to bring me the food. If I was going to come downstairs, I literally could have gone downstairs and gotten a car or Uber, wherever the fuck to go, wherever, wherever we're going. We're in a pandemic. So you as the Period. service driver, I just would assume is going to, you know, uphold cleanliness standards and bring me my food. And you don't got to be happy about it, but don't give me an attitude and don't give me fucking fever about ordering food. Because like, you're going to get it right back times 10. <laughs> not but not Dustin, said, not Dustin in the hallway fighting with the dude. You're going off. Do you hear me? There's a couple other things I said that I'm not going to say on the show. I have to tell y'all afterwards. But just know, okay? Just went know. Down. I'm like, you got me fucked up. You but literally brought it to my door. With that? And you think this about to go down like that? It's not. You're going to remember what I said to you for the rest of your life. It is Black History that? Month. Um, black people, 
now's the time if you were in a neighborhood you could start your own like local black delivery service or something because one thing about black people oh, especially black folks sick. in the south you know like that southern hospitality if they just decided to start like a little delivery service that would just be the shit that's all i'm gonna I say i don't want everybody at my damn house not everybody i'm just saying but like just some oh, cool don't black bring folks me. don't come look don't come for me unless i send for you <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> Well, I'm sending. It, it would be my. I would be overjoyed to have a black person deliver the food and be done and say thank you, have a good night or whatever. Even if they like be safe or whatever, just something. I'd nice. be so nervous when I see the young women doing delivery. Like I know we all yes. gotta get it, but I'd be nervous because they be so young. And, and it's like, real oh, out here. It's so it's real. real. You're going yep. to people's houses, like, and when they open the door and see you, you know. Not for yep. nothing. I sounded like a creep one time because there was a, a girl named, I don't know, her, I don't want to say her name, I guess, but it was a woman's name that popped up for the delivery, but a nigga showed up at my door and I was oh, like, I hate when that happens. I loved it only because he was like, yeah, that's my girl. She down in the car. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Fine. Like what? First <laughs> I don't of all, like that. I don't like that. Like, they be lying about, and I don't want to hate on nobody's hustle. So. No, because you're supposed to report that. But sometimes I well, hear I wouldn't about report it, but. like I'm on a but they be saying they on a bike, but they yes. really be in a car. And then they like, pull up in a car, and you're like, hold up, or they be like they came walking. No, I was about to say not. I like when they in the car. I don't like when they on the bike. One time, I got <laughs> recently actually, I got picked up in an Uber, and um, as the Uber was approaching, you know, they confirmed the request, whatever. They were like three minutes away, and I got this long message. You know how you can message the driver. Mm-hmm. The message was like. Um, Hey, this is XYZ that he said his name, which, which matched the name of the driver according to my request. And he was saying how, you know, uh, my car is in the shop. I'm getting there. It's repair done. So I'm not in the vehicle that it says. It. I'm no. In. I'm canceled. actually, listen, oh, listen. He was like, I'm actually in a white Dodge Challenger. Oh. He was like, he was like, which is a two door. He was like, I sanitize it after every ride. You're welcome to sit in the back or the front. He was like, um, I just wanted to let you know up front. And if you would like to cancel the ride, Please let me do so so that you don't get charged. Just let me know now. Oh, I wow. can verify my ID. You know what I'm saying? When you get to the car, whatever. So I was just like, first of all, I, I, whoever this is, I ain't going to be no easy takedown. So I wasn't <laughs> feeling unsafe. You know what I'm saying? And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, cool. I'm in front of, you know, I said where I was. And he pulled up and he had the Uber sign in his car and everything, but it was a challenger. Right. So I put my shit in the back and got in the front like we was homies. And we had a great conversation Only on the way back you. to the hotel. Rode in, had the seat leaned back. I was, you know, I was like, oh, turn that up. We was listening to King Vine and shit. Dang. It felt like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Two friends. And we, and that was it. So I know that wasn't safe and most people should not do that. Right. Absolutely cancel. But I felt fine. I was confident. You, intu- you were intuitive about it. That mm-hmm. always reminds me of Latroy. Shout out to Latroy. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Latroy. I love Mr. you, friend. L. Mr. L. Davis. Who he tweeted one day that the <laughs> when he went to order his Uber. <laughs> and you know how it shows you the picture of the car? It was the big kidnapping white van. <laughs> and he was like, bitch, who? Who? <laughs> that shit looks so scary. <laughs> And that's the last person for that to happen to. <laughs> right. Like, when I tell you, LaTroy ain't getting in, he is not getting Oh, my better. God. I don't think I have ever laughed that hard because all he wrote was, bitch, who? Who? LaTroy La- funny as hell. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my. Because I can that's... hear him. I can yeah. hear him saying <laughs> Oh, God. The delivery in Uber Chronicles. I can't, man. You could do a whole food. and you could do a whole Netflix show just about that. 
and it would you be sure so can. funny. You know, dialing back a little bit, I used to want to do a YouTube channel, and it was going to be like a parody. I wanted to pretend to be a nigga that worked at the USPS that stole packages, and I was doing unboxings that way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Cause you know genius. packages, cause you know packages do be coming up missing. So imagine watching the channel and then like some shit you order, he opened like well, I wonder if that's mine. Like no, bitch, I bought these. This is a parody. Like <laughs> and then and the crazy thing about them stealing packages is that it's so much random shit they're getting. You know what I you mean? Could be, it could be anything. It could be anything. Like they it, stole but, my Victoria Monet merch, which obviously was oh, a cop. Hell no! No, I was so pissed because it should be selling out. But I know whoever opened it, if they were like young, you know, they was probably like, yes, bitch, I hit a lick. <laughs> unless, unless, and I hate to be the downer, but you know, sometimes, because I, I, we get mail from a completely different building. I don't know why. I guess the USPS driver just don't be feeling like going over there, but it's literally a, a completely different building. I'm like, why does he leave this here? Because it'd be like a rubber band full of their mail. I'm like, this is not just a couple pieces. That's the this is worst. Literally. So I'm thinking to myself, like, I wonder, because I have some things that have not showed up. And Somebody I wonder if they got just it. dropped off at another building because I, uh, back to my management, I had to go look for my own shit on the uh, security cameras of the building because I didn't want to wait on them no more and I know where everything is. So I, had, I was sitting there watching the cameras. I was like, they didn't even <laughs> deliver this shit. Like three different not things. You, not you didn't hack the cameras. <laughs> I didn't even need that. I didn't even need to hack them. That's how this building is. Okay. But yes. I saw I saw managing. I saw a tweet where one girl was like, "It's so stupid when they when they steal your Amazon packages." Because think of the shit you order from Amazon. Right. A cable. Congratulations, you got some. Uh, you got Lysol, you got butt uh, plugs, a charger, yeah. and some Lysol. Yeah. Congrats. Wow. <laughs> and the crazy thing is how fast too that they be stealing shit. Because mm-hmm. I'll get the alert like when I got the Victoria Monet alert. I think it said like it got delivered at five. I mm-hmm. literally went down maybe five thirty, five twenty, gone, gone. Yeah. My, it's well, like they follow them. They can keep them. if you want to. I saw somebody pull out a damn machine gun. It was like an assault rifle. It was a I video clip from somebody. That. You saw that? That shit was amazing. He was what? like, put like my, my motherfucking box back. Right back Hell now. Yeah. Yep. That's going to be yes. me when I get my Rottweiler. Watch. <laughs> friend. Keep Ooh. playing with friend, me. Friend, let the dogs out. <laughs> friend, 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 Keep playing friend, with friend. me. I'm going to be out there with my Roddy. Like, who took what? They're on some yeah. real shit. Because okay. guess what this rot finna take? Your ass <laughs> off from underneath you, bitch. I'm going to call you a Rottweiler, Roddy, Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich, that's cute. Oh, because you just said my Roddy. I was like, ooh, my Roddy. I can't wait. He's gonna be so cute. But anyways, since Asante mentioned Black History Month, I actually had something to vent about. This is like a pet peeves episode. Come on. So have y'all been getting a lot of uh, Black History Month emails and stuff with people wanting you to do stuff for their platforms and work with them and campaigns? Because obviously this is the time where everyone's thinking about black creatives like, oh, we need a black person to sell whatever the fuck. So it's really annoying. I had this white girl, <laughs> this white girl going to email me and ask mm. me if I would take over her, her IG. <laughs> she was like, I'd be honored. to give you the opportunity to take over my instagram so my followers can can so you can have more reach and and my followers can get to know your life and i was like who are you talking to first of all miss minnie i don't know what the fuck you think this is 
like a charity thing like like what i want to give you the opportunity and i remember there was a whole campaign last year did y'all see that where like white women were giving their platforms to black women for the day (laughs) i was so confused i was like what it's like i don't don't want that i'm trying to see the point it's like i almost but i just i I fall every time It was, It just felt very insulting. Yeah. And patronizing. Ooh. And I was just like, I didn't even respond. I was like, Ooh. girl, no. Like, Ew. no. And then the second thing that pissed me off was this brand. They had hit me about creating a campaign for Black History Month. It's actually a really dope campaign. Um, I come up with the treatment for it. And they're like, you know, this is incredible. Da, 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 da. And basically they're like, but where's the struggle? Like, we need to know about the black challenges. And we want to hear about that part. And I said, so, okay, let me understand this. A team of white people (laughs) are asking me to create Black History Month content for my black audience. Mm -hmm. And you are deciding that you need more struggle in it. Because I'd be preaching to the choir. Do you not understand that? We know what it is. I don't have to create struggle content for everybody. There's yeah. more to talk about and there's plenty of people sharing their struggles, but guess what? We have a range of emotions and some of us don't want to put that out. I can't, I cannot handle it. Could don't you come, imagine don't. a white person telling you where's the struggle? No, I cannot. Cause I would show them my foot struggling to be removed from their ass. <laughs> it was That's so mind blowing. I felt so, and I literally emailed them back and said, I would like to be terminated from this campaign. Mm-hmm. Like I'm mm-hmm. terminating myself. And they then say, they, mm-hmm. they ended up writing like a huge apology letter from corporate saying mm-hmm. that it was eye opening, you know, like, <laughs> of course, <laughs> Maya made me laugh. She was like, "I opening my ass." They were scared you was going to talk about that ass on the podcast. (laughs) Hell yeah, that's exactly what their fear was, as it should have been. Because why would you even suggest something? I mean, I when I tell you, I was stunned, stunned, and I wrote them back. I didn't care, even as much as you know, money as I was leaving on the table. Mm-hmm. I was like, you can't buy me with, you know, mm-hmm. your tunnel vision ass, like, because y'all mm-hmm. want black struggle on your campaign. It's like they harvest that energy from us to then make a coin. And I'm just not okay. into it. And so I I told them, you know, it's either this way or it's not like there's really no option. And it, I will admit it was nice to see corporate have to, like, send me a whole apology letter. I was right. like, right. Cause that's, that's crazy, yeah. Like, okay. and I and I'd say that not just to to talk about that story in particular, but I know we have a lot of creatives that listen to us and feel pressured, especially when it's a massive campaign that can be like life altering for their brand, or we're mm-hmm. all in the middle of a pandemic. Any money you get right now is super helpful. So I can understand that it's not easy to you know walk away and leave things on the table, but trust and believe. That money I left on the table, it literally came back by the end of the week with another campaign that was way better suited for me, who I am, and what I want to talk about. Okay. So uh, not for sale. Probably won't make no money on this. Oh, well. Like Beyonce (laughs) said. Right. Sometimes you got to get Florida on a motherfucker and stand your ground. And honestly, you know what what it felt nice, too, because I felt like I set a precedent for a precedent for the creatives that were going to come behind me 
You know what I mean? Granted, there are creatives that will take it, even if they don't want to talk about those things because they just feel like they got to. But at least it'll make them second guess telling a black creative what to do and what to talk about. At least it will do that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I might at least create that pause button in them to be like, well, shit, you know, she dropped that shit, left it on the table. <laughs> we right. don't want to lose you know, another important creative for our brand. So Don't that's, play with me. Yeah. Play with your bitch. Outside of my integrity needing to be intact and everything I, I am a part of, it also felt important to do that for the black creatives that I know they were going to tap into for Black History Month. So those of you listening, like, do not let these brands tell you what to create. Just don't. Nope. Like, you can't. It's, they're literally, they have no idea. <laughs> They have no idea. They're just following a formula and they're like, oh, let's tap into their revolutionary struggle and create these BH, you know, BHM campaigns. And it's so frustrating to see. So make sure if you're going to do it, have it done your way. That's right. So I had to just put that out why there. You, why, are you, why are we here? Since, you know, like Monique said, since you got your fucking degree <laughs> and you know everything. Mm-hmm. Since you got your fucking degrees. <laughs> right. Since y'all know every damn thing. Then why don't you do it? You do it, Joe. Like they said, you sing it, Joe. Like they said on Lean On Me. <laughs> you do it since you know everything. Do you want me to ideate and yeah. come up with these concepts? And you're coming to you me for a reason it? because you right. know what I do. So it's like, why would you come to me and then tell me, no, do it like this? I know Don't my audience. I know what my audience wants to see from me. So just something to think about that I had to throw out there because that shit really blew me. Like, blew me. <sighs> Sit here and got Sorry pissed that off. that happened to you, Frank. Yeah, you a good one. <laughs> I'm just I'm thankful that I can walk away from shit like that, you know, because I know that that's a luxury as well. Yeah. Absolutely, and it means that you've worked hard enough to get to a point where you can do that. So yeah, bathe in that glory. You know what I'm saying? Bask in that glory as well. <laughs> bathe and, and don't and don't and don't motherfucking take no uh, wooden nickels. Period. <laughs> That's what that means. You don't have to do that. You ain't gonna tell me what you gonna you ain't gonna ask me to do something and then tell me what to do. That doesn't even work. Right. It doesn't work that way. So no. This is the friend zone. And now, you know, what's another thing, too, now that you said taking wooden nickels, mm-hmm. um, this other campaign had hit me. This is like a whole creative rant today, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't it had nothing to do with Black History Month. It's just another project. And the amount that they hit me with was really high already. So I mm-hmm. was like, when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, this is mm-hmm. like going to be one of the more the bigger campaigns I've ever mm-hmm. gotten. But something told me, and y'all know this about business, when they're offering it to you, they're lowballing you off the strength. Always. Period. Because they have to save their client <clears throat> money. So even if they're already exceeding your personal rate for what you would take for that, once they're sending you that, don't feel bad asking for more. A lot of these white uh, t- creatives... The reason they get paid two and three times what we get paid is because they have the audacity <laughs> to ask for more. They have agents, they have managers, they have people on their side that puff up for them and get them two and three times the amount that we get. And I That's actually right. was having this discussion in Haas's school and I was uh, teaching that course last week where me and her were saying how she had heard on Clubhouse this um 
person who works with campaigns and he said that black women notoriously undercharge themselves in comparison to their peers. Damn. And mind you, we we tend to be the ones that work the hardest, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're so underserved. And so the fact that we are afraid to ask for these amounts. And so I was like, I'm not going to be afraid. I literally like puffed up and just sent in what I felt I deserved for that mm-hmm. campaign and I remember you know someone who I was talking to about it was like yo you got balls <laughs> you got balls because you could potentially be throwing out you know what they put on the table and I'm like yo that's the way we got to do it though you got to take yep. a couple L's sometimes just to kind of understand who you yep. are what you're worth because people will really throw you <laughs> scraps I know they have more money that's why they offered me that yeah, and I have um I've actually had people and I'm so grateful. You know I love doing partnerships, brand partnerships. I love um that sort of work. I love mark influencer campaigns. I love that. I actually enjoy the work, coming up with ideas for the posts. Of and course, all that kind that's of shit. the fun part. I have actually um countered people when it came to my rate and they've not been able to meet it and have said, you know, hey, we can't move forward at this time. You know, our budget doesn't allow for it or whatever. And they have circled back with more opportunities as that has taken, as time has gone on that they were able to meet what I would, you know, ask. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's been a very encouraging thing for me because it hasn't been a a total, Ooh, shit. (laughs) Sorry. I just had a smoothie before we record. (laughs) That shit looked like it was good. The smoothie wanted to talk too. But anyway, hey, smoothie. Um, wish I had one too. <laughs> yeah, but they have actually come back, and that's been encouraging because it hasn't been a total loss. You know, right. of course, at the moment, I, recently, somebody hit me up about something that would have been so cool to do. Okay, over about a six month period, and I was really excited. The conversation was moving forward, and it didn't work out. You know, but they were like, that's, "Hey, this sucks. is also coming up." And mm-hmm. so we're going to keep you in mind for this and this and this. So we'll see. But I love the fact that there is something on the other side of that. Even though you said no, people respect your work and come back come back to you with something that is appropriate. So I like that feeling. And just to tie in with everything that y'all saying, there are people that when you ask, and even if they don't have it, that will be on that team. And if they go work in other places, they will have you in mind with those numbers in mind. So keep in mind also that just just because that brand might say no, that somebody else might not push you into another window of someone else that could say yes for that same price. Oh, and yeah, might- that happens all the time. And, and look, and then they're going to ask you for that same price somewhere else because that's their, their low ball. And you're going to do what you do and ask for more like you do. And they're going to give you more. It's crazy. It's a game. It's a crazy game. It's I've true. Been, and I've that's a, some things. That's another thing that the person from Clubhouse said, how they will work for multiple brands. And so when influencers send different rates, not knowing that it's the same person. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be careful mm-hmm. with that, too. Mm-hmm. You don't want to shoot yourself in the foot. Like, mm-hmm. I have my set rates, and as my brand grows, like, my numbers expand, my engagement expands, the projects I'm a part of expand, then I adjust those rates as necessary. Absolutely. And you also know the game is the game. There are certain brands, like, if we have, you know, a, an up-and-coming brand I'm not going to like highball them the way that I would a billion dollar corporation who's asking me for my rate. You might inflate because that's just (laughs) that's like it's Mm -hmm. a corporation like you should be paying me more because the reality is a lot of us 
like I said earlier, don't even charge what we're actually worth. We charge mm-hmm. what we know the market can afford to sustain what we do. That's the reality. Yeah, there is a difference. Please There's a massive difference because to be real, the way that I sell out websites, I should be charging six figures for the services yep. that mm-hmm. I provide. That's just the reality. You know why? Because people make six figures off of me. There you go. And that's one thing I had to remind myself when I feel guilty sometimes throwing out the rate because there's always that like lack and poverty mind that kind of kicks up sometimes. I have to remind myself, okay, but how much money will they be making off of you? And Mm. that shit will reel you back in so quick (laughs) because you have to remember, like when you're working with these big, massive brands doing campaigns, they're making bank best and believe like what they're what you're charging them isn't even a tenth of what they're making so do not feel bad i've had to learn to feel confident throwing out Mm -hmm. the rates because i'm more than worth more than worth the rate that i share to be honest same and and i've made no secret of about it you um taught me how to present myself and represent myself in the marketplace Mm -hmm you know, in a in a monetary value. You taught me how to price myself. Yeah. Follow the model that you, you know, kind of really gifted me with. Um, and it has made it easier to navigate those types of conversations, yeah. feel confident in the negotiating space, understanding the marketplace, understanding where I land in it, where exactly. I can grow to be, where I, you know, when to inflate, when to increase. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things are important. Um, and so, yeah. And then if there are some things that are, passion projects if it's a smaller entity that reached out that you believe in you know i'm willing to give more of my services if i decide to you know what i'm saying oh yeah that's always on the table yeah that for certain things Mm -hmm. but this is also our livelihood this is how we sustain ourselves this is how we are able to purchase the tools and resources that we'll need to do an even better job at doing this so that has to be reflected in our compensation at least in mine hell i know i ain't taking no bullshit (laughs) just to keep it so real with you because i'm not going to provide no bullshit i'm going to perform at a level that will reflect my value and and my rate right that makes any sense yeah for sure and i and i'm glad that we have our black business highlight every week Mm -hmm. you know because that's free that's mm-hmm. that's our way of contributing my favorite word to the ecosystem. I am not I am not someone who takes a lot of free work anymore. Like that's rare because I do need to sustain. I have things I pay for, people I pay for, things that need to happen. Yeah. Um but the way that I balance that and still contribute to my community is by having the segment like the black business every week. We're constantly promoting people online. Like, you know, I I promoted. Here's a good example. Remember the journals with the young black girls on it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Actually, I have it right here because I use it for my creative notes. Like, look how cute. Because you promote things you use and they are proven by you. Look at that proof right there in the pudding. So um, I had promoted her because I got an email from her PR And they were like, hey, Fran, you know, these are some journals that we thought you would love. And they didn't even ask me to promote. They just said, can Mm -hmm. we send you some? Mm -hmm. And I went to click it, looked at the journals, thought they were so cute. I thought of Noah immediately and like all my friends, kids and how they would love to see a black girl on their stationery for school, like how that would affect them, you know. 
And I didn't even care about them paying me. In that moment, all that mattered to me was that this needed to be out. And so I literally took the, the uh, images from the PR email, created a tweet around it, posted the link to her website and said, are these not the cutest journals y'all have ever seen? And they were. And of course, website completely sells out. The girl emails me like, what in the hell? <laughs> she was like, I don't know. <laughs> Where that came from, because I don't know if she was fully aware that they had, you know, her PR people had reached out to me. And I was like, no, like, it's all love. These are awesome. Congratulations on such a bomb product. She sends me a huge bouquet of flowers (laughs) and a card that said, you know, thank you so much for you literally like changed my business with that one tweet. And then guess what? Now she's going to be launching in a massive store soon. Oh, we moving mainstream. <laughs> She's gonna be launching soon. I can't say which one yet. And get and well, guess what? Her team circled back, and now they're gonna be paying me to promote that? the launch. So you see. Now you see. That's how. That it's is like, what happens. And people always come at right. me like, "Oh, your business model." Like people that are business people, they're always like, "You you be tweeting free shit too much. Like you need to mm-hmm. get paid. You need to get paid." Not everything is to get paid. I do get yep. paid. I get paid from yep. who I get paid from. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And then certain yeah. shit is just to keep this, you know, the money circulating in our communities. And I vouch for black women specifically and their businesses because I know how hard it is to get it out the mud as a black woman. So if I can get that dollar in your pocket, I'm going to do it and I'm not yep. going to charge you for it. So I love that she circled back because that was cool. She looked out for me. <laughs> yeah. Same way I looked out for her. That's good. Biz- that's good business. Such that's smart how business. you know she's going to be successful because if if she's already taking that sort of approach, you right. know what I mean? And, right. and once you move into those spaces where you are represented in a large national retailer like that, I'm assuming or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, yeah. you know, that's not even necessarily if populating a list of, of the influencers that they want to work with she probably went out of her way to make sure that you were included right in that push exactly and and, and, and you know compensated appropriately right and so that's good business and that's how you know she's going to be successful in the long term completely she's already doing good business i like to see people succeed i like y'all know i love seeing my friends do well i love Hell seeing strangers yeah. with good products or th- or services that i believe in do well i like success um, if I am blessed to have an audience that engages with me and what I have to say, if I believe in a product, if my friends are pushing something, I have no problem sharing, pushing, promoting Always. for free. Music, you know, without that. movies, you name it. When people want to acquire you and, and, and book you as a service for a paid service, they will inquire appropriately and do it that way. Mm-hmm. So other things are simply stuff that I just believe in that I you know would like to see do well. And I, I believe that's part of my responsibility is I build and grow an audience that does, you know, connect and engage with me and respond in that way with purchasing power. I feel like it's a responsibility to give them, you know, new thing things that i found that are interesting or or great products or services it's my job to encourage them to you know patronize those people and things hell yeah i love it shit i love it well dustin i didn't see you tweet out about treasures yoni eggs what i don't have nothing to put a yoni egg in (laughs) so i'm not you know what i'm saying look wrong demo you know what i'm saying it was just funny to me that they fell out just egg link and been like oh shit that wasn't a yoni that was just (laughs) 
So, it was yeah. just funny to me that when they fell out, Black China was like, because I, w- I, I wouldn't retweet your Yoni eggs. I was like, this is what y'all are arguing about? Sorry. Not Yoni what... eggs. <laughs> and you but know, yes. I, and, I, and I do think, circling back to the girl, it was so solid of her to come back and think of me because one thing that I have struggled with is, mm-hmm. you know, people that we have shouted out for free. Mm-hmm. No, no, you know, free of charge. This promotion, we we put the the brands in our mm-hmm. information box on SoundCloud. It comes on all the DSPs. Like that's marketing for you know, huge, huge. Yes. Like it's going people to people literally pay for that. They yeah. pay us for that. <laughs> so right, we have fees for that. Um, and it always kind of makes me feel a little strange when people circle back and ask me to do it again. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I hate Me that too. I feel bad because I mm-hmm. have to tell them no. I have a fee. Like I did mm-hmm. it one time organically because it's coming from me. But mm-hmm. now when you're asking me to do it, now that's a service. Yeah. And there's I, a difference. You know. And I hate that I'm the one that feels guilty having to to set that boundary. I don't like that. Like I always get like so like you know yucky about it because i'm like bro you shouldn't even be coming at me asking me that well you can also look at it though fran as an opportunity to you know encourage someone to move toward best practices when it <laughs> right. comes to like their business right, right. And, and maybe they don't know sometimes you know people do dumb shit because they just don't know no better oftentimes they do and the gentle reminder from you that it is quote-unquote dumb shit <laughs> is usually the push they need to move things in the right direction but right. sometimes they don't and you have to inform them hey this is actually tacky and tone deaf right this is not the way that that part works i did that as a courtesy and because you know it was an organic you know push on my behalf I felt inspired to help you out you don't ask for that you ask to retain my services that's what you do and I've had people reach out yeah Yeah. I've had people reach out and be like hey you know what's the best way to get my brand in front of you that's Mm -hmm. different you know Mm -hmm. but if we if you made upwards of 20 to 50 thousand dollars off of a tweet Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're so hyped and excited, and now you're like, do it again. Right. <laughs> There's That's something missing in that formula. Something <laughs> right? ain't connecting. You got a couple <laughs> screws loose. That's what that means. So let me tighten them up for you. Right. So that song. Bitch, <laughs> you don't ask me to do no motherfucking free shit again, nigga. I did it out of kindness of my heart. <laughs> Fuck you and your product. No, I'm just playing. You know, not like that, but and you know, you know what's so crazy? You know how I love loan. Like I mm-hmm. always talk yes. about Loan, the deodorant brand that I've been using yes. for like eight years at this point. They really were like angels. I've never met a business like them. Like mm-hmm. I once again don't know if I've told the story, but the way that I met them and why I'm so tight with them. And then we ended up doing business later with my tour and just we've been mm-hmm. so heavily integrated is because my best friend got the deodorant for me and was like i saw this at a store and it just screamed friend and i feel like you would love it i was like oh perfect i've been looking for a deodorant i could use that was natural i use Mm it i love it shout Mm -hmm. it out on twitter it sells out they hit me a month later and said we've made more money (laughs) than Mm -hmm. we've seen and we want to cut you a check yep yep they said, you know, we reinvested it. We, you know, covered all the bases they needed as a business. Mm-hmm. And from the profit, they cut me a check. And mm-hmm. I had never seen anything. And it was not 
a minor check, okay? It was a check competing with mm-hmm. the brand checks I was getting from my work on YouTube at the time. So that blew me. Mm-hmm. Cause they didn't have to hit me. Number one, they could have said thank you. Hey, good looking out. No, they said, "What's your address? We would like to cut you a check. No questions I had the asked." Same experience with. Remember when I um, made one of one productions here in New Jersey, black owned production studio, one of one productions. I made their uh, their uh, podcast kits, the kits that they have that with the microphone and all the connections and everything that you need to start your own podcast. Oh, I remember. And they sell those kits. They performed really, really well. So well, in fact, that they emailed me and were like, hey, this performed so well. We want to send you this with an amount, okay, and ask me where they wanted me to send it to. So awesome, That's what they did. It's awesome. And I didn't even – I love them. Um, They've been so wonderful to work with. And so I was just – it's a good service. I believe in their product. I just was sharing it. It's a black-owned business, black female-owned business. Right. And so – I wanted to share it. Don't you know they hit me back with a check? That's so, so that, dope, that, that man. Is, that is, it's unexpected. It is such good business. And, again, I believe that's why they've been successful. Period. Because you do, when you do good business, you are guaranteed to be successful because people will believe in your product and your, your service at that point. So yeah. I love shit like that. I think one of the things that sticks out to me when you first said this is that it's hard for people and I'm not making excuses for people, but I w- I'm saying this for maybe if you're one of those people, you can just be aware now. But like maybe it's hard for people when they're uh, when they handle things with you in such a personal way for them to remember that it's business. So mm-hmm. instead of them saying like, damn, she did this for me for free. Like that was amazing. I'll, I need to see if she can do it again. Like they need to remember that it's business. So it's like, yeah, she did this for you for free, but she doesn't do this for free. So it's like, almost (laughs) like she added to your resume, like Dustin added to your resume. So now that I have this resume builder, I need to also build my good business practice into this resume that I can retain a person like this. Like I can get a person who can sell my shit out or uh, speak to my brand and it can be an organic sale. But now that they've, you know, done this one off for me and got me a bunch of money, I can also say that I can support an artist like or creative such as this and that I can get creatives like this for uh, to sell my brand and to know that their brand has worth because they can provide worth to you you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i wish i think people just need to kind of get in that mindset of when their business is making money it doesn't mean i made money means my business is making money now we need to continue you know to spread that money evenly and i just think it just needs to go into the thought process i'm just while y'all were both talking like i'm thinking about these times that's happening like i want to get into people's heads that might not even see that connection i want to get in there positively like positive reinforcement because black people just as a whole and and maybe this isn't even just for black people this is for businesses but since it's black history month and you know it's probably mostly black people listening (laughs) i just want black people to be in in better business mindset because i always see the conversation on twitter go about um you know should we make excuses for black people when it comes to business like should i still support bad customer service <laughs> right. like i like see friend, that question a lot like friend i know it sucks that you know you have to be in that position but also you know it also sucks when you say oh yeah well just reach out to this person <laughs> and then they're like oh well this person would have gone hollywood so not to say it should be your responsibility because it really shouldn't but you know there is something great to it being part of your responsibility sometimes that you would have to say to somebody like like you know the first time i did it it was free and i'm so ecstatic that it worked well but if i'm gonna do it again 
this time we both should profit from it because you know i didn't ask anything from the first time and i'm not asking for it now you know yeah. unless the spirit moves you but you know i feel like <laughs> i want i would love to help grow your business if you would love to help grow my pocket you know it should just be as easy as that and so like if we could all do it with ease and help each other in better business i think it would just open black people's eyes that as they begin to make more money that they also spread that money back to us fairly not just kind of and i know you like you said you know sometimes businesses lowball you but it's like black folks if we're going to take care of each other let's get in the habit of really taking care of each other because you know you want to be taken care of that way so you take care of other people that way because i noticed that never mind well that's another conversation i should not have one no but, but yeah. that's why i think these conversations are important because i'm not going to be able to speak to every single person who emails me and give them the one-on-one yes but we have a platform where we can share these things where you know it's true there might be someone who really didn't realize even though we're all adults to me that's just like math (laughs) but maybe they just didn't realize like oh maybe i shouldn't ask her to do this again you know because the first time around it was coming from the heart and she's the only one that actually did not profit from that you know and and me asking her to do that again i don't know how they feel that that's ethical or even okay you know, like enjoy the abundance that came, like enjoy it. And and hopefully that Merry Christmas that moves something forward, maybe, you know, that propels you even further. And so I think you would think that spirit would come into them like, oh, that's so awesome. Someone thought of me, like, let me think of someone else. Not saying it has mm-hmm. to be me, but just move that energy forward of the yes. ecosystem. Like it can't yes. just be this hoarding of like more and more and more for me. Or an ebook. <laughs> Stop it. no you didn't but yeah so i just that's something i'd been thinking about because i think you damn right i didn't (laughs) you see how i try to keep it going we ain't doing no more (laughs) okay it's all you're done tonight (laughs) look first thing smoking never mind let me start Midnight train to Georgia, literally. <laughs> Midnight train to California. Look at California. California dreaming. Okay. <laughs> and I said it. I said um, it this time. But Moving I just something that I think it's important as, you know, business people, we're still figuring things out and learning we are learning how this works and how this moves and it's just nice i think it's important to have these kinds of conversations because yeah. shit be learn real how out it here moves and learn how it works and learn how it moves before you move <laughs> and if you move and make a mistake you know apologize and reroute <laughs> i'm shit. so mad at the both of y'all if anyone's reading between the lines <laughs> love you and it ain't got nothing to do with friend that was a dustin special because you know I'm the one that be getting the brunt of it. <laughs> Which, okay, let's talk Mwah. about that for a Dustin moment. Love. Y'all need to leave Fran alone. <laughs> right. I, don't know, I don't know how y'all expect it's her to do I'm anything. The, I'm the nice one. So they're e- like, oh, let's just throw it on Fran. You are no. the nice one. So I don't know how they expect you to accomplish anything between the rambunctiousness that is I and let alone the sheer unadulterated rambunctiousness that is Dustin. So... <laughs> Y- y'all gotta leave, leave friend, friend alone. She, alone. she can't free do nothing friend. about it. Free, free friend. friend. Free friend. Free friend. Hey, that's this episode. Free friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't shave your head, friend. 
So for Free those friend. who are like, what are y'all talking about? Whenever the guys say something wild or whatever the fuck, I'm the one that gets the message. And like, we don't like it. She's the one that gets the nasty comments. Like, so we I'm get like, them too. I'm not the, I'm not the mama <laughs> of the podcast no. with all adults <laughs> on here. No. And you fucking with Fran is not going to do anything but make it far worse for yourself coming from me. I think they so, know not to email you. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, guess what? Don't email Fran either because <laughs> everything that she, t- if she even hints that you've been fucking with her and trying to make things hard for her and being rude and nasty to her, you're going to get it from me and it's going to be blatant this time. Because see, the first time around, you chose to get mad and not like what we had to say about something. But if you start fucking with Fran and consider this a warning and if the shoe fits, put the other one on too. <laughs> if, if, if you... Get mad about something and decide to fuck with friend and be rude and nasty to her. You're going to get it worse the next time, <laughs> and you're going to get it blatantly from me. And I'm letting you know that right now. You too know who I'm talking to. <laughs> you too. And that's with I a W O, not a T O O. You too, plural, know who I'm talking to. Oh, so you too, mama, just so y'all know, as Dustin exactly. loves to say. <laughs> You two partner can be in. Okay. <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about. Look, leave her alone. Free <laughs> and I thank oh. you. Mm. Oh, Amazing. my God. I tell y'all. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I wish y'all could see how Dustin's holding the mic because it's making it And it's on the week when I'm holding the mic. Normally my shit oh. is in my stand. I feel like my good friend Dr. Kia, Dr. Takia Robinson. Oh she my has God. her mic on Instagram. With that filter. She's so okay. funny. <laughs> moving moving on. Literally like moving on. <laughs> I call them, we should have called them the U-Haul y'all. That's what we should have called them. <laughs> what that, what Craig Davis say? I'm walking away. Okay. <laughs> Never to be heard from again or seen. Oh. Round the, get, get around the, get it, get Oh okay. my God. Do y'all, do y'all have anything else you wanted to randomly throw on to today's episode? No, just I uh, want to double down on the fact that uh, Love and Marriage Huntsville and Bell Collective have been stellar knockout the park reality television programming on the OWN network by way of Carlos King. Mm. Uh, I then told y'all last week, I'm telling you again this week, watch the damn shows. Also, The Real Housewives of Atlanta is picking right on up. It's getting good. I know that the season had a bit of a slow start. You know, all things considered, it's a pandemic, so it's going to take a little time. But they're heating up. Um, some of the tensions between some of the OG members of the group are starting to heat up. It's getting good, so just watch it. That's all. That's all I want to say. And I want to give love to everybody again um, in Texas that's experiencing the brunt of this winter storm and all over the nation. You know, hell, all over the world, wherever you could be. Because, you know, well, never mind. I'm gonna stop. Let me leave it alone. <laughs> but, but yeah, everybody. I just hope you're staying safe in these times. That's all. Yes, I just also want to give a special shout out to my homeboy A dot A Y Y D O T. Uh, check him out on YouTube. He just started his own uh, like lo-fi channel where he streams beats all the time. Uh, it's like chill cow, like Fran previously mentioned. There's a little uh, animal working at a desk. It's really, really dope. Music, 24 hours. He's a really dope producer. He signed to the same collective or uh, label as Wild Lab, I believe. So, you know, he done done some things. Um, yeah. So check that out. A-Y-Y-D-O-T. I'm going to be working with him on some things. So that's it. And uh, also praying for everybody, too. 
Dustin, any I mean Dustin, Fran, any last words? That's all right. You call her name, you might as well call mine. That's the message right. of the episode. Literally, I, I should, hope y'all getting. You call her name, you might as well Dustin call mine. Fran, just so, so they can think. Know. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna start saying Dustin before friends, so if they think they're gonna come for friend, they really got to go through you first. That's right. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, I was actually just gonna ask before we left what y'all been watching because I've been watching some good shit. Ooh, have y'all watched? Me. Have y'all watched Your Honor? No, no, but I love judge shows. It's like paternity no, court. I mean, it ain't that type of judge show, but it is a judge oh. show with the dude from Bro- from Breaking Malcolm Bad. Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, no, Breaking Bad. The Walter White I don't know his real name sorry I didn't watch Breaking Bad I'm okay. sorry okay Y'all didn't yeah. watch? it's so good your honor um, what else I watched a funny ass documentary on show on uh, HBO Max called Fake Famous oh what's oh. that about and it's about influencers I saw did you I honestly, see it I didn't watch it but I was gonna watch it and talk about it last week but I was I like nah, do I'm gonna it. I low key wanna okay, do an good. episode about it because we watching Fake Famous yeah everyone watch yeah. Fake Famous because I was not that we don't know these things like obviously there are a lot of influencers that pad their following with bots and mm-hmm. and I get it sometimes like the more followers you have you're getting a bigger check so that it's very tempting but i also know a lot of brands when you get to a level where you're working with like the bigger corporations they have a lot of software where they can put in your following and literally see the percentage of bots and organic followers like so a lot of times you're playing yourself because uh they will straight up be like we're not working with you um, mm. But, you mm. know, it, it touched on that, just like the pressures that influencers create for themselves, trying to keep up with the Joneses. It's fake famous on HBO Max. Definitely watch it because I think that'd be an interesting conversation, especially being that we are in that space and just want to talk about, you know, the temptations we might have had or the pressures that we might feel with uh, with shit like that. That was good. I'm trying to think because honestly, I feel like I'm I've so watched mad. so much good stuff. I just I went to look I'm, up. I'm sorry, real quick. I just saw, went to look up who you were talking about, and I did not watch Breaking Bad, but he was the dad on Malcolm in the Middle. So that's how I knew. Oh, he, he was. was? Yes. he was in Malcolm X. He was the <laughs> the dad on Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> the dad in oh. Malcolm X. I should be like, damn. Oh, he, <laughs> Morgan what? Wow, he's had a fucking long ass career. Mm-hmm. What I am gonna watch though. Um, in March, the beginning of March is the T.S. Madison experience on Weekend. Oh, yeah. that's dropping already. And I wait. Um, there's been a, a trailer that's like a minute and 30 seconds released. T.S. Madison it is really good. about to do like some revolutionary things on TV. First black trans-led reality programming reality TV series like that. Um, showing a numerous um, um, a group, a, a, a large number of people who are from the community with talent. She's showcasing them on this show. Oh, that's her lit. Her mom, her family. It's going to be really, really dope. T.S. Um, Madison. So T.S. Madison. She was on RuPaul's Drag Race last week or the week yeah. before, and she yep. was one of the best guests that they have ever had. I, yep. Before, when I was actually asking for her to be on that show, I said she should have been like one of the people permanent on there, but now that she's starting her own show, I'm excited to see the doors open for T.S. Madison. because she's. I think going she's doing me. a couple episodes of that show this season. Oh, yeah. I know she's going to be back. Rotating guests. Yeah, judges. they kept yeah. the same people. So shout out to T.S. Madison. Yes. That's it, y'all. That's so lit. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm, for some reason, of course, now that I wanted to share shows, none of them are coming to my <laughs> yeah. mind. I hate when okay. that happens. Well, you know how last week we were talking about, um, oh, damn, I can't believe I forgot his name. Anthony Mackie and uh, Yaya Yams. Yes. 
So yeah, yeah, yams. Well, like. you know, because it's yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen, so just yams, short. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's our little okay. pet name. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anthony Mackie did a movie last year, I think. It was called. Uh, synchronicity or some shit because you know he was doing all the sci-fi it was another sci-fi you should check that out and there's a new movie that just came out i gotta remember the name of it but i was watching um uh, i watched the reunion to uh what was the reunion that just came on dustin Salt Lake City, Real Housewives of Salt, Salt Lake City, yes, which mm-hmm. was very funny, and I guess we'll talk about it next week. But afterwards, mm-hmm. they had the after show with Mary, and there was the actress mm-hmm. for this movie on there. And I have to go find the movie, and I'll talk about it next week. But it was really, really funny. Wanda Sykes was in there. a bunch of A list people were in there just being crazy. So yeah, I, I will revisit that next week. But that's it for me, as far as I'm right. watching. And then okay. yeah, and then I'll save my music questions for next week. Then. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yes! Oh, but happy birthday to the stallion. Too. Happy oh, birthday. happy birthday. Oh, she yeah. looks so pretty. She did. Dropping a freestyle. That's what we needed. That freestyle was off the chain, too. She looks so cute in that Houston uh, bikini top with yes. the hat. She's the bomb. Shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. Happy I loved birthday, it. it. It gave very much to one of the first videos she had put out where she was freestyling in just a bikini and, and the jeans or, or sweatpants, I think, in a parking lot. So it gave very much like, you know, she's still that same girl putting out the freestyles. And it was her birthday. So such a joyous occasion. Great things in store for the Stallion this year. Yeah, love to see it. Well, I guess that's it for us. As always, we love you guys so much. We thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. All right. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye.